Hi, I'm Patrick Eakin Young, and this is Sound Worlds. Sound World, Sonic Theatre. Bubba, you there? Desiree, you're up late. Please listen, Dave. Desiree, I'm studying. Can this wait? I have an entrance exam for media actors in the morning. If I pass, I will be able to contribute to the curation of content algorithms. There's a lot to get through. Oh, sorry. Must be very difficult. It's just... And you have to be social class five or higher to qualify. It's... regrettable you are only an eight. I can imagine you would enjoy the music algorithms. I'll be able to interact with other content curators. Perhaps even in physical spaces. Please. Desiree, what's going on? They're gone, Robert. Who's gone? My parents. They're gone. What do you mean? Their room is gone. They're gone. They're gone and it's all my fault. I'm sorry, I I feel strange. The pills I'm taking, that they gave me, everything is vague. I I think, I'm thinking, I'm trying trying to hold it in my mind. Everything I don't want to forget. Slow down. Can you tell me what's happened? Yes, but I don't understand it. I woke up this morning and they were gone. I I walked through the apartment calling it. It makes no sense. There used to be three rooms. Three rooms. My room, the living room with kitchen and my parents' room. But my parents' room is sealed off. Someone has built a wall where the door was. It's as if it had never been there. As if I never had parents. But I am here, speaking to you, and if I'm here, I must have had parents. They must have been. Where did they go? I I don't understand. We've always lived here. I've never been anywhere else. 
My mother always told me you were born on day nine of month 11 in the 10th year of the new common era in unit 468 in building 585923 in the central European landmass where you have always lived from where you have never left and with the support and generosity of the great system you never will leave. always been my friend, online at least. I remember when you were first allocated to me. We were both three. Were you always social class five? Yes, desperate. I'm sorry, I, I'm losing focus. I, I shouldn't have listened. I shouldn't have gone through my parents' things. Desiree, please calm down. What is outside, Robert? Desiree, I think you... Please, describe what's outside. Again? Yes. I don't think... Please, I need to hear it again. just like yours, like ours. Sometimes the wind blows through the branches of the dead trees. Yes, describe the wind and the rain. The wind is air that moves, like what a fan produces. It feels good on skin, on the face. Although these days it often smells of fire. You've never smelled fire, of course, but... And the rain? Rain is... water that falls from the sky. Desiree, I, I really don't think... Sometimes, when I'm in the shower, I turn the water down to a trickle and close my eyes and imagine that I'm standing under the white clouds feel the wind blowing against my body. I can hear the rain dripping through the trees. I can smell the dampness in the air. Just like you've described to me so many times. Never understood what I did to be born a level eight. You know it's algorithmically selected. It's the only fair way. Is it really there? Is there an outside? Desiree, you aren't making sense. I'm worried. It's because of me, Robert, that my parents are gone. I found something. Something we weren't supposed to have. Did I tell you, Robert? Our father's parents lived in Ghana. They were part of the final migration. 
before the closing. They were. They were the last generation to live outside the tower blocks. My grandfather didn't survive the trip. He died in the waters with many others. But my pregnant grandmother made it across. And so I am here. Grandmother was still alive when I was born. She'd lived in this building too, but of course we never met. She lived in her unit and we in ours. I suppose at 70, she was euthanized like everybody else. family but I begged my father to tell me about his he barely said anything just told me to go run a search I found out what I know from small entries here and there we did what we were supposed to do Robert we stayed in our unit as we were supposed to going out only for medical checkups twice a year we followed our regime Food, guided exercise and medications. At meal times, we sat quietly around the table and talked about the news. I studied through the work screen and talked to you. We did our jobs, we took our pills, and we watched the screens. I felt fine, even good, healthy, every day of my life. I thought I was happy until that day. I don't know why I did it. It was the day my parents were taken for their medical examinations. And while they were away, for those brief hours, the only time they were ever out of the apartment, I went into their room and I lay in their bed. I imagined their two bodies lying next to each other. The warmth he must feel, their limbs touching. Then I turned and I opened my parents' drawers. Inside I found clothes, plastic objects, an old watch and a photograph. It was of a man, it, it must have been taken a long time ago. On the back of the image was written, Dad, Akron 1963. And the colours were faded, but the pink of his shirt and the blue dresses of two small girls on either side of him with braided hair were vivid, alive. I lost my grip on the photo and it fell behind the bed, so I pulled the bed away from the wall and saw this photo was resting on a small box. I'd never seen this box before, so I opened it and I found something. It was an audio recorder with a magnetic recording cartridge inside. I had no idea what I was looking at. I pushed the largest button on it and instantly 
that sound came out of a small speaker that was built into it. It was... music. Music, unlike anything I had ever heard, as scratchy and bubbly and jumbled up. I realised that it was recorded in a room and that there were people there. I could hear them cheering as a man spoke in a language I didn't understand. People, together in a room, I had never imagined it. The music started again, oh, Robert. I have no words to describe what I heard. I lay on the floor and closed my eyes. I was in a room of faces I didn't recognize. But there were trees too. And I thought I could feel the wind. My hands clutched things I didn't know. Things that used to be alive. Wood, shells, sand. Something vibrated, it sang and it approached me. I felt fear intrude. It brushed against me, forced its way into me through the crown of my head. I could see the shadows of twilight through the closed eyes, but I couldn't move. I was frozen. I, I tried to crawl out. My jaw was clamped. I began to panic, fighting back against this force, pushing down on me. And then... I was awake. Back on my parents' bed. I realised that my parents would be back any moment, so I packed the device and my photograph away carefully as I found them and went back to my room. My parents returned, dazed and bruised as usual from their medical exam. I tried to behave as if nothing had happened. I don't think they suspected anything, but I could feel it inside of me, the weight of what I'd done, what I had uncovered, and the memory memory of the music.
I couldn't sleep. The music circled my head. I tried to hold on to it, to fix it in my mind so that it wasn't lost. That it wasn't corrupted by forgetting or invention. But the further and further away I moved through time, the more and more distant and uncertain this music became. I tried to hear it now, and I hope that it is that music. But I can't be sure anymore. I listened for ten minutes, at most, to that strange, beautiful chaos. It was in me. I wanted to be it. I wanted it to be in me. One evening, as my parents were getting ready to sleep, I asked them if I could talk to them, and they were startled. Nothing had broken our patterns for months and years. They looked at me, confused, fearful. We sat in the kitchen, and I whispered to them, telling them what had happened about the music, about what I had heard. I begged them to let me hear it again. I told him I had been trying to create it from memory, but I couldn't remember it anymore. I told him I needed to hear it, or I would lose my mind. A tear came into my mother's eye. My father's face tensed in anger, and then suddenly, and unnaturally relaxed. He went to their room, pulled the bed back. Brought the box out and removed the recorder from it, slowly, as if holding a fragile, precious thing. Just seeing it again, for a moment, I, I thought I could hear the music playing. father threw it to the ground and it smashed into fragments of black plastic, sending shards scattering across our smooth white concrete floors. He picked up the cassette and ripped out the tape, tearing it with his teeth into shreds. I was frozen. never seen him so emotional. He was in a rage, his eyes wide open, saliva on the edges of his mouth. As he tore up that tape in front of me and my mother, I thought, you have destroyed my life. But it also occurred to me that 
I had never seen him so alive. That night, I had a dream about the sea. Or what I think was the sea. Because I've never seen the sea before. It was just water. As far as I could see. And the wind blowing in my face. got up and found the apartment clean. My parents' room was gone, as if it had never been there. They were gone. I wandered around, calling to them, trying to remember where the door to their room had been. There was life here. My parents, they have memories too. The more I think of that apartment, this apartment, I can't see my parents' room anymore in my mind. I can't imagine their faces. I can only see the faces from the news. I can't see my grandfather's face. His hand resting on the two little girls with braided hair. On either side of him, I could see that he loved them and that they loved him. His touch, his smell, the sound of his voice, the music he played. I try to remember the music. I hear nothing. I hear the voices of the newscasters on the work screen. They sound like me. My voice. I 
can make it myself. I can make the music myself. It's in me. someone know that you aren't well. You live alone. You have always lived alone. I'm not sure where you got this idea about parents. Children are not raised by parents anymore. They haven't been for decades. I fear something has gone wrong in your brain. It happens. Sometimes these things aren't detected in utero or... Sometimes these faults, they develop later in life. I think the only responsible thing is to apply for an earlier termination, don't you? You don't seem to appreciate the world. Perhaps you should allow your resources to be allocated to someone who does. No, Robert, I heard it. They were here. Don't tell me they aren't real. The wind, Robert. The rain. Are, are they real? Are, are you real? I will not forget. I will hear that music in my mind. I will see my parents' faces. They were here. My grandfather was. We came from somewhere. He came from somewhere. I am here. I will see myself reflected in that window. One day, I will be here. Welcome back to Sound Worlds. I'm Patrick Egan Young. The piece you've just heard was called Outside is the Sky. It's the second of two album adaptations that we've done for this season, where we take existing albums and add narrative and sound design to create new sonic theater pieces. This episode was adapted from the experimental electronic album Simulacrum by French musician Aho San. 
It was reimagined with text by British-American writer James Ginsburg and myself. Both roles were performed by Tevye Matheson. Sound design, mixing, and mastering was by Ross Flight, and it was directed by me, Patrick Egan Young. Aho San, a.k.a. Desiree Nyamke, is a Paris-based musician. His album Simulacrum is inspired by the concepts of Jean Baudrillard and pitches society's presentation of inclusivity and equality against his own personal experience growing up black in France. It's an incredibly dense and often difficult album, but I love it for its texture, complexity, and classical undertones. To my ear, it conveys both an internal and external struggle, a sonic attempt at synthesis that mirrors Desiree's own history. With artist James Ginsburg, better known as one half of the electronic duo Empty Set, we decided to use Desiree's music to tell the sci-fi story that you've just heard. Set in a dystopian near future, it echoes our recent experiences of lockdown, as well as drawing on Desiree's own story growing up in Paris's banlieues. Simulacrum, the album, was released by Subtext Records, and you should definitely check it out in its original form, which of course you can get on all streaming services. Next time, we'll take you to an exclusive Christmas party in London's East End, where singer-songwriter Douglas Dare is performing a very special festive set. Come join us for a glass of mulled wine, some Christmas carols, and all the complications of the holiday season. And embarrassing hiding from your mother in your own house. I don't want to be doing this anymore. Maybe Andy is right. Maybe Christmas is shit. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow Soundworlds on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at underscore Soundworlds, or sign up to our mailing list at soundworlds.org for the latest news, interviews, and updates. Soundworlds is created and directed by myself, Patrick Egan Young. This season is supported by Arts Council England. It's produced by Eleanor Turney and George Warren, with production assistance by Tom Andrews and Louise Goodfield. Thanks for listening, and we hope to hear you again here on Soundworlds. Soundworlds.